don't think it's cheating. No, I think it, you it'd be, are. It'd be more like you're betraying him daily. He doesn't want you to wear your shoes in the house, but you keep wearing them. It's still irritating. Yes, it's irritating. It's irritating. He's not going to hate you for it. Yeah, but then coming in the house and be like, yeah, I got my shoes on. You know? Yeah, you're not going to jump in there with muddy yeah. boots. But, that, but that's what Grace is, what, what he wants you to do. You could. He wants you to be happy knowing that you fail him every day. Like, how do you wrap your head around that? Jesus said, you are the light of the world. Don't hide it. Let it shine. Let your light shine before people in such a way that you glorify your Father in heaven. What does that mean, to let your light shine before people so they will glorify your Father in heaven? Here at Living Brightly, we discuss scripture, current events, and life experiences to help you fill your lamp with oil and trim your wick so you too can be a bright light everywhere you go. To the people you live with, to the people you work with, the people you play with, and the people you worship with. These are your circles of influence where darkness and chaos try to deceive, disrupt, and destroy. But darkness doesn't exist where there is light. So, welcome to Living Brightly, where you learn to burn bright as an individual. And together, we become a city on a hill, lighting the way for all who seek Him. Let's get started. This is the second installment of Dinner at the Crosses and we continue to look at very interesting topics. Today, we cover things such as grace and free will and what it means to serve God. So let's get to it. No, knowing, knowing that you have faith in Jesus Christ, that he died for us, isn't enough. You have to hear the scripture, right? That's basically, it's basically like, what he in, was saying. Didn't he no, say he did. That? He did. Yeah. He's like, that's I remember why. I was like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 it's almost like what you take back, right. but, then, but then he starts to read scripture in support with your scripture, why, you know, faith, in order to have faith, you have to hear it. In order to hear it, you have to have the word of God. In order to have the word of God, you have to have the word of God, not Ross's word of God. So what about all the people that never had a Bible, but believed? There was no Bible in the first church. You talking about before God, before Jesus? From the time Jesus died until 300, there was no set Bible. Some people had, had like, the Corinthians had the letter to the Corinthians. They didn't have the letter to the Ephesians. They didn't have Thessalonians. They yeah. didn't have Acts. They didn't have Romans. They only had but the they, letter Paul wrote to, to Corinthians. What was the gospel in that letter? I think the gospel mm. was in every one of those letters. I don't know that the gospel's in every book it, of the Isn't it just New in Testament. Second Corinthians? I mean, that's like the gospel gospel. Like, if you want to look for... I mean, you want to... The word of God, I would say, would be the... the, the uh, that's in Corinthians. There's Corinthians. The gospel is in Corinthians. There was letters that were never available to be looked at. Right. I mean, because there's lots of. I mean, yeah. there's like there's. And again, like I said, I, I that's one that I don't know if I understand. I don't believe. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe that because like, I mean, and I know this is a real simplified answer though, it, it, and it kind of goes to the whole baptism thing, the thief on the cross. You will see me today in paradise. Jesus died. The thief died after him. So Jesus had already paid the price for all the sins. And the thief didn't come down off the cross and get baptized. He didn't come down off the cross and read the Bible. He didn't come down off the cross. He died and went to heaven. He believed in Jesus. He heard. Faith comes by hearing. Now, it goes hearing by the word of God. And, and how will they hear lest you go? Yeah, but you're also talking about the word of God from God. But you're also, it's also about preachers who go. 
Yeah. I mean, how many people on their deathbed, they get saved because a preacher comes and talks to them, right. and tells may- them the word of God. They have faith. They believe and they're saved. Right. But the reason that the preacher has the word of God to give them is because he has the word of God. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, that's the one that like, you know, I don't know. I believe that if you tell somebody about Jesus Christ and who Jesus Christ is and what Jesus Christ did for us and how he died because we're all sinners so that you can be forgiven from your sin because you're not going to outrun sin. I mean, if, if, yeah. And And have you heard? And resurrected three days later, as long as you believe that with thine heart and confess that with your your mouth, mouth. you should be saved. Thou shalt be saved. Well, I, if Jesus did all that, and it's like we, we can, we're saved for that, you think, like, I can't imagine it being like, well, did you didn't read that? So you're, tr- yeah, I don't know. Or you read that oh, one. Oh, you believe I died for you, but. You read that one, not that one. You didn't hear that part? You know? <laughs> right, right. I don't know. I right? mean, it becomes, you think about the, the whole day you spent with Troy. Yeah. You say that doesn't count because he didn't get baptized and he didn't get a, a Bible and start no. reading, you know? You know it's true because you know in your spirit that that made an impact in his life. One of the only reasons I have confidence in that night is because he started asking other people. Mm-hmm. Which to that me makes, me, you know, I'm it's like push. he was, obviously he was thinking about it. Well, passionately. Because like, you're not going to have a conversation with somebody about God and then talk to somebody else that has no conversation about God and ask them about things about God if you're not thinking about God. Right. So obviously his spirit was wrestling mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. Again, I mean, I don't know. Or do you consider that being part of the word of God? Like you're, you might not say it perfectly, but it's still the word of God, isn't that? We wouldn't know it unless it was for that. Yeah. Right. Apparently there's going to be a moment that your soul is going to go looking for a direction. And when you see Jesus... You grab hold of his robe and you hang on for dear. You don't have to hear the Bible to do that. Hmm. Yeah, he chose you. He didn't choose choose him. Well, yeah, he chose you when he was close enough for you to grab him. It's still up to you to do it. See, I don't know about that either. Like, you know, you say you have free will, but at the same time, like, here's the here's the part I guess that I battle with the free will thing. If you like. Yes, he gave us the option, right? But he also made you, right? Mm-hmm. So he made you exactly the way you are in a way that you would make the decisions that you make mm-hmm. because of how he made you. So it's like, do you have free will? I don't know. You know? It's <laughs> well, almost like he knows what's going to happen. He knows yeah. it's going to happen before, okay. you, before you do it because he knows you better than you know yourself. And he made every single little part of you. He knows the numbers of the hairs on your head. So he knows how you're going to react to certain situations. So, do you have free will? So, so I was just studying this in the Hebrew. This is kind of cool, actually. Um, and what it is 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 I'm I'm gonna follow through every week. The Jews study a portion of Torah, which is the first five books of the Bible, Moses' books. Okay, so every week they study a portion of that throughout the year. And when the year ends, which is right after the the Feast of Tabernacles, which is right now, that first study is the end of Deuteronomy and the beginning of Genesis because study of Torah never ends. So they read the last two chapters in Deuteronomy, which is Moses' blessing. And then they read the first chapter plus up to verse 3 in chapter 2 of Genesis, 
which is the beginning. So it's the blessing in the beginning. And I was just, literally, I've just spent hours digging into this stuff. And I didn't get to everything, but I got to enough that I'm happy where I'm at. But one of the things that they talk about is <laughs> there's this really interesting thing that happened when Moses gave his blessing to all the tribes. Okay. And I noticed right away that the first person he gives a blessing to is Reuben, the tribe of Reuben. So the blessing to the tribe of Reuben is don't die and be of many numbers or something. It's like basically don't die and you'll have a lot of people, a lot of yeah, heritage, whatever. That's it. That That's his blessing to Reuben. On to the next, right? So he goes down through it and immediately what caught my mind, my eye was that they were out of order. I was like, okay, I'm from a family of seven. A lot of times I do things in birth order just because it's easy to make sure I don't forget anybody, Right. I go to the oldest to youngest, youngest to oldest, whatever, but it's in birth order in some way, right? And and so I started looking and, and none of them are in birth order. The only time they're in birth order is when they're listed when they're being born. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know? Everywhere they're kind of mixed up a little bit. It's like, okay, this is really interesting. So I go down through it and I'm writing stuff down because you know I'm digging deep into this. And I realize when I get to the end, Simeon is not there. Simeon is the second born. Okay, so it's Reuben, Simeon. Right? 11 blessings, no Simeon. What? So Simeon never got blessed. No. Moses just pretended he wasn't there. So I'm looking back through, I'm like, did he, did like they all die out from the desert? Did, you know, what yeah, happened? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> Where the heck did that Simeon? That was the one with the snakes. <laughs> Simeon got snakes. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, I'm looking back through it. I'm trying to figure this out. And so, of course, I, then I then I head to some of the Jewish websites because I I, I, um, I have a membership on a couple of Jewish websites because I want the Hebrew, right? I want to know what they're saying and, and their reasoning behind this. So, I, you know, I texted one of them. was like, why is Simeon not blessed by Moses? You know? <laughs> and um, and, he, and this, this guy's name's Abby, I think, or whatever. He has this little discussion. He's talking about the blessings of Moses in, in this part of, they call Parsha, this portion of Torah. He's talking about the difference between Moses' blessings and Jacob's blessings. Because when you read Jacob's blessings, you kind of scratch your head and you go, this is a blessing? Because it's more like a, you're rotten and you're going to do this and you're going to do that. <laughs> so in, in Jacob, because Jacob was their father, you know, the father's going to bless him, but he's also going to be like, stop being a runt, grow up, you got to do this, stop doing that. Yeah. And then there's a little bit of prophetic, you know, like, yeah, and you're going to be blessed, you're going to be a lot of people, but, you know, straighten up your act kind of thing. Well, tough love. Tough love. Well, Simeon and Levi both get kind of harsh reprimands from Jacob. And basically he's like, you don't even have a place, you're going to be dispersed you're not getting anything, you know, you're not getting a plot of land. Like everybody's getting a plot of land, but you're not getting a plot of land in the promised land. Cause you're just bad. And the connection to that was, and I know you'll remember this story. They're making their way through. And this prince takes his eye, sees Dinah, their sister, and he gets all hot and bothered about Dinah. And he ends up raping her because he wants her as his wife, but he doesn't, ask for her hand or anything. And she's like, just ask my dad. He'll give you, me to you as your wife. And he's yeah, like, I'm I just taking that. you now. So he raped her. So then they find out and Jacob, the dad, goes to the king because it's the prince. So the father's I talk. Like 
slaughter everybody. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, I'm, I'm, I'm like, that does yeah, sound familiar. Yeah, yeah. They're so, like, yeah, yeah, we're cool. Kill them all. Yeah, kill them all. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. they go, they make an agreement. Yes, you will intermarry. We'll be, yeah, we'll they, share. They like party that That's right. And, they and they're like, okay, yeah. but, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't that night. It was, but there's a stipulation. We're all circumcised. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, all y'all got to get circumcised. And they're like, okay, we'll do it. What? <laughs> Bunch of grown men, okay? Well, on the third day, when everybody's in pain and they're just not happy people, yeah, Simeon and Levi... from getting their <laughs> circumcisions. Right. <laughs> Simeon and Levi go in and slaughter all the men and just kill them all. And Jacob is like, what have you done? You've made us a, father a spot to. on the land and all these people are going to, you know, come after us or nobody's going to trust us. Nobody's going to make a deal. It's like, you're causing way more problems than letting Dinah be married to this guy, right? right. <laughs> like, this is really bad. They have agreed to follow circumcision. That's not an easy ask, right? But I understood Right. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's your sister, though. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> then years and years later, this is after they're in Egypt and he's getting ready to die. And he goes to bless his sons and he like tells Simeon and Levi, this is not good. And you're not going to get a place. You're not going to get a position, because a plot of, of land because of that. Because uh -huh. you it's like you dishonored our name and you you made us look bad. And that put us at risk. So the one, the one for raping, and the other one for slaughtering everybody because they raped. Well, no, the, no, the one who raped was the the prince of the other country. He died. He's right? dead. Yeah, they slaughtered <laughs> him. Simeon and Levi were two brothers that went together, brought some of their oh, their, of their the they're the ones that slaughtered. Yeah. Right, right. Thank you for listening. If you're enjoying this podcast and find value in what you hear, all I ask is you turn that value into a number and go to ElaineCross.com and make a donation. I freely provide my time, talent, and treasure to publish it, but I need your help to continue to provide this for you. I know people need to hear this, so I won't set up a paywall or subscription level. I refuse to be beholden to advertising corporations that control the content. You are who I want to serve. So help produce the next episode to spark the light in someone else to push back against the chaos of darkness, one person at a time. Go to ElaineCross.com, that's E-L-A-Y-N-E, -E, cross as in Jesus died on the cross, dot com, and make a donation. Then send a note to me at donation at ElaineCross.com. Let's continue. One still got a blessing. Exactly. Why did why did Levi get a blessing and not Simeon? Yeah, so why'd he get left out? So then you look at they're in Egypt, Jacob dies, and then they're enslaved, right? Because they live there with Joseph, then they get become enslaved. And then after they're enslaved, they all get out at the exit, right? The exodus. They exit and they go into the desert and they're wandering around the desert for 40 years. Well, in that 40 years, they encounter Mara, which is bitter water, poisonous water, whatever. And the Levi's kind of take charge. It's like, this is what God said. This is what we got to do. And then they, they encountered something else and they're like, wait, this is what God said. This is what we have to do. So they, so they kind of became God's mafia or strong arm or whatever, basically saying, this is what God says. This is what we have to follow. So they became very diligent to listen to what God was saying through Moses and kind of policing other people.
So when Moses was getting ready to die, just before they went into the promised land, he blessed Levi and said, you're God's chosen. You're going to continue to teach them Torah, the books that I've given you. And you're going to, and I thought this was interesting. You're going to teach Jacob justice and you're going to teach the Israelites Torah. So Jacob is the father. That's before he became Israel. It's the same person, but it's like in the flesh, you're going to learn justice and spiritually you're going to learn Torah. You know, it's this whole physical, spiritual thing. This, this world we live in this this duality that we live in. It's physical and spiritual. So as a physical person, you need to learn to do justice. Levi's are going to teach you that. And as a spiritual person, you need to learn Torah. The Levi's are going to teach you that too. Oh, and by the way, you don't get any land because you're going to be in every piece of land. Every tribe is going to have some Levites so that they have somebody to teach them Torah and teach them justice. So the, the Levites got dispersed among the tribes. But Simeon, nothing. No mention, no nothing. So when I'm, I'm reading this, I'm the like, okay. Levites are, are your standards, Jacob? No, the Levites are the priests. Because Jacob was one of the other brothers that didn't get blessed. Or the, no, Jacob, Jacob was the father. Jacob right? was the father. That was Israel. Levi was Jacob's son. Yeah. Yeah. Levi and Simeon were or his two of his sons. Did, what, two of the twelve that slaughtered. That slaughtered yeah. everybody. Right. So then. So why is the Levite still getting right? So I'm, I'm reading this, and it, it makes total sense now. The Levites changed their ways, where they had been wicked and they had propensity to be wicked. They turned it into serving God to try and stop wickedness within the community, right? So they became very... Sounds like they, the father gave them that opportunity, though. Well, they both had that opportunity. Simeon never changed. Simeon had the same opportunity? Well, they everybody has opportunity to change. That, that's the crux of yeah, it, but, is that... But they weren't both charged with doing that. Simeon was not charged with correcting for any of them. No, because he didn't do anything. He was just one of the other brothers that was out there grumbling and complaining like the rest of them as they're going through. But that, Levi kept looking right. towards God to see what to do, right? Right. So when they were in the, in the desert for 40 years. Right. So the point of it was that you're kind of given this trajectory that your life is, is going to follow. And he called it a... I can't remember what he called it. I was thinking of a, of a map or something. But it's, it's, you've got this course that your life is going to follow. And that's scripted. But whether you use that course for good or you use that course for evil, that's up to you. So, you know, what I took out of it was if you think you can change or you think you cannot change, you're right. Because either if you believe you can change, you can work on changing. And if you don't believe you can change, well, you're just going to be. But there's a mindset, though, right? I mean, you right. can believe you can change on everything. Well, I mean, this is, and this is the thing, is that your course of life is kind of set. Because, of course, God's outside of time looking in. So he's seen what you're going to do, what your choices are, whatever. But you can still, you still have the free will to change how you're going to respond, how you're going to act. Do you want to start or further develop a relationship with Jesus? Go to ElaineCross.com slash Jesus and download the free ebook Connecting to Your True Power Source. It covers connecting with Jesus, choosing a Bible, how to pray, and finding a church home, and more. Again, that's elainecross.com forward slash Jesus. Let's continue. Which I don't mean to speak for Ross, but like we both went through a period in time where 
we got overly convicted because we wanted not again not, not and again we've had this conversation with multiple people before but it's like not for the wrong reasons okay like we didn't do it because like we were trying to get salvation or something crazy you know what i mean right. like we believe in the gospel and you know jesus christ and obviously us not ever being able to do enough to merit what he did for us you know what i mean but we did it because we knew that he did so much for us and he continues to bless us we wanted to be as best as we could for him you know mm-hmm. it was like our it was like our it's our, our, what is it called? Our, our rightful service, our meaningful service, our whatever you want to call it. You know, it's like, it's like we owe it to God to try to be the best that we can because of what he did for us. So then we used that and we, we went down this rabbit hole where we got to a point where we tried to cut out so much sin to a point where it was, it was miserable. I mean, to a point where, I mean, you couldn't do anything. You know what I mean? Like you might as well sit in a dark room with all the lights out and then try not to think because even your mind is going to sin. You know what I mean? And you can't right. control all thought. You know what I mean? Right. But if you stop looking at this and you don't hang out with him and you don't talk to him and you stay away from this and you stay away from that, well, at least then you're like more likely not to sin. Well, there's those zealots that whip themselves for that very reason because – then that's kind of like what you were saying. Pence. You're like a modern day zealot. You know, you're trying to beat yourself into submission. Pence. Yeah. Yeah, but, but not for the wrong reasons. Again, right, not because right, like right. I, I know that it's not like I need to do that to go to heaven. It's because God is so good to me mm-hmm. that I want to be. Sure. I just want to make God happy. I just want to please God. At the end right. of the day, that's all I care about. I think what I see missing in a lot of people is the idea that God also wants you happy. Right. Okay. And, but, here's, and, but here's the other thing: How do you get happy knowing that you like? We just talked about this the other night. How do you, how are you happy knowing that you fail him every day? Like God gives you, like, I, like I got a bad mouth, obviously. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Okay. So I have a bad mouth. If I continue to cuss for the rest of my life, then every day that I say a cuss word, I fail the Lord, right? I do something I shouldn't do. So I'm supposed to be okay with failing the Lord every day and be happy about well, it. Well, I guess it comes down to this. What's like, what's the biggest thing you're supposed to do for Christ? Tell others about Christ. Right. So if you're miserable and you tell people about Christ, you think that's going to lead them to the Lord more than if you're like actually joyful about it? Probably not. No. Right. But at the same time, you're still. If we were kind of miserable, we would. I mean, we wouldn't do anything. Right. You can't watch anything. You got to watch. I couldn't talk to my dad. (laughs) I couldn't. It's true. We we've cut people out of our lives. Uh You couldn't do anything. You couldn't do anything. Right. We go home and I don't even know what we I don't even remember what we did. It was miserable. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. Well, I know you were reading your Bibles a lot. Yeah. We read our Bible because every you didn't day. have a we lot else to do. Yeah. <laughs> we went to church four times a week. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, so you, we were in it. You gained something from that experience. 100%. Oh, we did. Yeah. We did. And you couldn't have gained that without doing what you did. Probably right. not. No. So, no, sure. but I don't regret it. I just don't. I definitely don't regret it. No. Yeah, yeah. I but it's not a way to live. It's not sustainable. That's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. Well, and There's I, no way we were, neither one of us could have done that for a year, six months. It was a, a miracle. We, maybe we did it for six months. I think it was probably about, probably about six months. It was probably about six months, but it was a rough six months. And I mean, we are battling yourself all day, every all day. day. Right. Your mind literally running. is in a bad war. Running. Just running and running and running. And then we're sitting here thinking about it. We're reading scripture. And scripture's like, you'll be at war with your members. And we're like, we're in it. <laughs> we're there. You know what I mean? Right. We're on the front line. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
But and we, and there was points in time where we would have those thought processes. Like, is this just what it's like? Maybe maybe the closer you get to God, the more miserable you are. <laughs> oh, right. you know what I mean? like and me, see, that's just and that's that's it's where toxic. I, it is toxic. And see that part of it's like, well, you're supposed to be miserable. You're bad. You're a sinner. You sin every day. You've been trying to cut out sin. You had that. Th- I, I know that thought you had because I had it. You know what I mean? It's like you're a sinner. Sure. You know what okay, I mean? Well, I'm so a, you deserve to feel like this. You know what I mean? You get into that. Like the but condemnation. I think part of that is denominational. There are some denominations that... I do. I, I that, For sure. He keeps saying that. But. Okay. Well, no, because I, if that's me, all you hear... And let me, let me finish my thought here, okay? And I know I've shared this with you before, but... You've been saying this lately. I know where you're going with this. I know, but isn't that exactly what Jesus took from you? He lifted that weight off. Right. That is the weight that he took from you. Right, 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 right. And that's why the funny thing is, is we would, so we were, because we're so deep into this, and we're, I mean, we're, we're, so str- now you know what it is. We're so, struggling. We're, or we're, you have a glimpse, you have an idea of what he took. I mean, you can't even know it all. No, for sure. No, there was things that we were committed. But you we have an idea. Thinking. You have some experience with it. What well, that's the it? funny thing. Because you bring that up, we would have this, these type of conversations with people that are, you know, pastors and preachers and deacons and stuff like that, mm-hmm. trying to get, you know, because it's like, you know, the Bible also says to can, you know, consult with your brother, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Talk to the body of Christ and like get some, you know what I mean? Obviously, we're already praying to God. We're praying to God like 30, yeah. <laughs> 30 of the 24 hours a day, we're in prayer, okay? So we're like, we got to talk to somebody too, you know what I mean? So we start talking to people and it's like, everybody we talk to, it's like, it's like it sounds like you're living under law. And it's like, or the, but at the same time, like, I don't know. Yeah, they, yeah, they they either were like, yeah, I don't know. You're like, that's tough. I never thought of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Like, you're a pastor. Yeah. You've been a preacher for forty years. We got them at home whipping themselves. And yeah. Stuff. <laughs> but but it, it was funny because the people that like would think about it and kind of wrap their head around it, they'd be like, well, it sounds like you're you're like you're thinking under law. But at the same time, again, you have to understand we went into it knowing full well this was not to merit heaven. You know what I mean, and and and, and yet the way it became I understand, law anyway. And 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 I understand law as being that, right? Right. Because there was a time where we lived under law, so it's like you follow these laws, and that was being saved. You follow those laws with the promise of Jesus coming in the future, versus now we are, you know, saved and from all by grace, by right. through yeah, from all. And I get, that's why I was telling you the one day. Remember, I was like, I just don't understand grace. Because I really don't understand grace. How do, I don't even think, to be honest with you, if anybody's ever 100% with you, I don't think anybody understands grace. Because how do you explain that? Well, and I think... How do you explain... That's like cheating on your significant other. Good night, Monique. Good night. Good night. That's like cheating on your significant other every day and, you're, and he still loves you. It's like... But he does. Yeah, but you're supposed to. But but then you're. But okay. So let's say you cheat on Monty every day, and he still loves you, just like you never cheated on me. And then you're supposed to walk around the house happy, like yeah, and cheating on him. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, right. No. But that, that's like. What, that's I, what, I don't think. That's it's, like what Grace is asking you to do. I don't think it's cheating. No, I think it, you it'd be, are. It'd be more like you're betraying him daily. He doesn't want you to wear your shoes in the house, but you keep wearing them. Still irritating. Yes, it's irritating. It's irritating. He's not going to hate you for it. Yeah, but then coming in the house and be like, yeah, I got my shoes on. You know? Yeah, you're not going to jump in there with mud yeah. boots. But, that, but that's what Grace is, what, what, what he wants you, you to could. do. He wants you to be happy knowing that you fail him every day. How, like, how do you wrap your head around that? Take like, hey. What's the argument they use about, like, you pick somebody, Hitler, 
you know, did they give Hitler, you know, was he saved at the last minute, you know? Do you you think he should have been saved? Well, it's not up to you, of course, but, you know. I think somebody like that. You know, I don't think anybody they, deserves to it, be nobody saved. Nobody deserves it. You know what I mean? You're right. And nobody can earn it. Right. Nobody can earn it. And that's... Ju- uh, ju- what about Judas? Jesus well, still loved Judas? He's a great example. He, of course, he of course the whole thing him. wouldn't have happened without Judas, so he was obviously part of the deal. Right. I don't know. Is Judas saved? Did Judas go to heaven? I mean, they, they really don't even mention that. They don't really he hung himself. He did. Right. So he went out his, afterwards and his, immediately. And his body and split him. open and all of his stuff fell out onto the ground. And... I don't know. I don't know what that is. Right. I mean, he obviously knew who Jesus was. And Jesus knew what he was going to do to him. Yeah. Jesus yeah. knew. He, Jesus still loved him. Right. But we don't know what happened on that tree before he put the rope around his neck. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, sometimes we're just useful idiots. I yeah, I think that's right too. I mean, I I think most of the time that's probably that's probably. I mean, yeah, you look at Balaam. Balaam is this prophet, and these kings hire him to curse Israel. Now he doesn't realize he, they want him to curse Israel. He's like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I'll give you all this money. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. You know, it's like I don't need your money. I don't want it. Oh, no, fine, I'll go with you. I don't, you know, I don't even know why he finally gave in. Yeah. But he finally gave in. Fine, I'll go with you. And they go to this top place, and he sees all the encampment of Israel, <laughs> and he blesses their socks off. <laughs> and the stupid king says, "Let's try it again." <laughs> Three times he blesses Israel. You know, it's like. And still God uses the donkey and, you know, you got the angel and you got oh, trying to block his way. And <laughs> I just don't, I, again, I still just don't know how to do it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Well, I think, I think that is the beauty of the body. And I think there's a time and there's a place for learning in all different parts of the body. Because, you know, the Bible says you will have, you do not have need of man to teach you because the Holy Spirit will teach you. Right. And you've got the word of God and you've got the Holy Spirit, which is something that nobody in the whole history of earth had before Christ left and the day of Pentecost following Christ when he sent the Holy Spirit, the comforter to come to us. Right now, there were prophets that were individualized. You know, Moses had it. Elijah had it. Elisha had it. You know, there were specific people who were touched by the Holy Spirit, who knew could communicate with God. But I can't say that it was like what we have. I mean, Jesus called John the Baptist the greatest of all the prophets. And he was the last prophet, basically, of the Old Testament because he died before Jesus died. And he was the greatest one. It's just hard because it, it's like it keeps, I can't go back. I can't get like shake the thought of it's like it's like you're half-assing doing what God wants you to do. Part of that is when you get saved. See, like, okay, let, let's be honest, okay? Are you spending every waking moment of your life doing everything you possibly can to further God's kingdom? I sure do spend a lot of hours on that. Are you? <laughs> there's, there's, but yeah, sure. I mean, there's, I'm, no, there's no time that you waste and sure. don't, you know. I mean, we watch TV. Should have told somebody we go about to the movies. Okay, so, right, like, right. obviously, no one's doing it 100% of the time, right? No one, right. right? And God doesn't expect you to. Even Jesus. Didn't. But anything short of doing it 100% of the time, you're doing it less than you should, right? No. I don't believe that's true. You owe it to him. He's giving you everything. Okay. And how do you... everything for him, right? Okay, so this goes back to the discussion we had earlier about how do you define success? Is it 
get all you can, can what you get and sit on the can? Or is it do what you can, serve who you can, and share what you can? But you can always do more. You're not Superman. I know, but that's the problem. I guess that's the mental mentality that I, I struggle with is because you can always do more. If you can always do more, then you're always not doing enough. That's right? not true because God wants you also to enjoy life. Like like you were saying with the whole, right, but if you're that. a miserable, grumpy old man, you are not leading anybody to Christ because if you talk about Christ, they don't want what you're peddling. Which means you're supposed to be, a, you're, you're supposed to within yourself accept half God to a point. No, you're supposed to accept his mercy and his grace. Right. And, How do you and, do that? And, and you have to accept that you're a human, you have flesh. Yeah. Part of that I is... I don't understand of, that. It's not that I don't understand that, but how do you accept that? Okay, I think part of it it's is... Like, it's accept this. I can't, it's like oh, somebody's standing over you with a, a, a 200,000 pound weight and they're like, just accept it. You're like, I can't. It's too much. It's too big. How do you do it? Well, I hope you found this segment compelling and intriguing. And I hope it made you stop and think a little bit about what it is and how it is that you serve God. Do you accept God's mercy and grace? Or are you focused on doing more? Do you focus on getting all you can, canning all you get, and sitting on the can, being very self-focused, trying to protect your future, your finances, your family, all about you, always about you? Or are you trying to do what you can so that you can serve who you can and share what you can? These are very deep questions, and we obviously didn't answer them all because they're unique to everyone and God's move in your life where you are right now. Stay tuned for part three, where we don't necessarily answer the question, but we do dive deeper and into some very specific areas of life. Thanks for joining us on Living Brightly, where you can trim your wick and fill your oil, and you can be individually a lamp, but together we can be a bright city on a hill. Till next time.